Hey everybody, this is Lisa Monahan. And this is Andy Clodfelter. And you are listening to 90s Chord. You like those vocal fries? Not fries. Well, maybe I want some fries. They sound to- so tasty. I <laughs> delicious had vocal I had like, fries. I had like the worst lunch. It was like my second latte and then the half-assed sandwich and water. So maybe yeah, I do want I, some fries. I've had some wonderful teeth extractions the past couple weeks and decided... That uh, yesterday I finally, finally um, just bit the bullet and ate some some pizza, and I was so happy. Were you? Are you have you been, been like living on mashed potatoes and smoothies? Basically, yes, for the that's entire the, week and a half. That's not the worst, though. I kind of want to live uh, off mashed potatoes and smoothies. Um, yeah. So this is a different energy to the show because usually we record Sunday evenings. Guess what, buddies? It's, it's Sunday, Sunday at two day. p.m. We're 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 deflecting sports ball right now pew, it'll pew, probably pew, come pew, by pew. later i'm not a sports ball person anyway but um but we're doing this on I'm sunday getting, afternoon yeah i'm just w- getting notifications popping up on my thing being like touchdown from so-and-so to so-and-so on your fantasy team so like, all i know is i assume the seahawks are playing somewhere that's all i know i don't somewhere know if the cowboys the are even are playing somewhere somehow the seahawks are playing mm-hmm. um yeah so uh welcome to the show everybody um hey we had a great, awesome time last week. I listened to the show yes. like twice. How was your week, Andy? Other than all the My teeth week, extractions? Yeah, other than the teeth. Um, it, it makes all the teeth extractions make it sound like I just have nothing now. I'm just like all he's, gums. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's a gum, gum, gum man Gums now. From, from top to bottom. Um, yeah. No, it was a good week. Um, I uh, So here's a, this is the first time I've ever just bought something 100% not for research, just for funsies. I ended up uh, buying... Seasons one and three of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm-hmm. Uh, which, mm-hmm. FYI, that's not a spoiler. I know it's October, and you guys might think I don't believe we're doing a court case on there. <laughs> we are going to do it though, but we are saving it for a very special time um, when, when, when the when it calls to us. But uh, I have Christmas been watching. When we need to get spooked. Yeah, <laughs> around <laughs> Christmas time when we need those ghosts. Um, yeah. But no, I I love that show. Like, there's so many episodes that. I'm watching it and I'm like, oh my god, the child acting is so atrocious. Um, oh, but other bad. ones where I'm like, oh my god, like other ones where I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot how brilliant the writing is on this. And a lot of the adult actors that get on those shows are terrific. Like they do a great job. You think so? Um, okay. Yeah, I just watched. Um, which one was it? It was. Shoot, I'm so sorry. That's all right. Um, we'll figure out the one. one. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. One of them was uh, Midnight Madness. It was this movie one. Anyways, um, it was a great one. It was a uh, they this movie where this guy gives them this movie, and then I don't know why I'm talking about. Are you afraid of the dark? So much we're not doing. <laughs> we'll cover this in the future. Yeah. Um, also, uh, El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie, came out. Just told Lisa about it before we started recording. Such a good show. Um, was so happy that they brought. Basically, just said, "Hey, we know you guys love Breaking Bad. Here's another thing." And it was, it's pretty very true to the show. It was a great movie, and I was really happy that Netflix put it out. Yeah. Awesome. How about you? Um, we went to a Halloween party yesterday, kind of centered around kids, Ooh. and it was it was actually really sweet because there it was just a bunch of families, and um, the the couple that was hosting dressed up as the burglars from um, Home Alone. So the the wife, the oh wife really? Was, yeah, the wife had like um, an iron, like an iron. Yeah, an iron print on her face, <laughs> and the husband had like the tarred and feathered hat, and and this uh, their daughter was Kevin. <laughs> it was really sweet, and uh, and amazing. I got to I got to show off my first 
my my best Halloween costume of all time, which I which I I beg everyone else to do. If you can't think of anything to do, your Halloween costume is now just the sexy last thing that you googled. And in my case, because I'm a storm chaser, there was yes. like there was some bad weather, so I was like, I'm going to be what I googled last, which was the day one tornado outlook from the uh, storm prediction center. And so I just I, I just did my makeup up like real 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 black <laughs> like just did the black smoky <laughs> eyes i was like yeah it's 2 p.m who cares and then put on a big poster board um, yeah you were basically a sexy yeah. cold front i was um, just like, oh no it was, it was <laughs> but it was actually because i'm such a nerd it was the tornado outbreak in oklahoma from may 24 2011 which was pretty historic oh God. um i'm such a nerd you have no idea but about stuff yeah, that no one cares control. about so um, um i'm sorry andy what the fuck yes. just showed up at my door Wait. Is that is that salad fingers in a vest? I'm sorry. Did somebody did somebody just show up at your house? I'm pretty sure there's a. Can you describe them? Green, he's a small green man in like a velvet vest and oh. platform. Sh- I don't like this at all. Is Hold this, on a second, Finneskeel. What are you doing in Texas? <laughs> it is so. It was not cold. It's like 60 degrees. But like, I like your vest. You're very fashionable. I don't Why want. Wait, be... Don't pull that out of your pocket. What are you pulling out? Oh, it's. Oh no! It's just. <laughs> it's just so, so. paper. Okay. It's just some paper. Okay, I thought I was about to have to file a restraining order on this tiny green salad finger character. Um, you couldn't keep him away. No, I couldn't. Even if I wanted to, because he's a tiny nightmare. He's a daymare. Oh. Um. Okay, Andy. Looks like your tiny monster man from Illinois just showed up at my house, and looks like he presented me a court case. Just- I did it wrong. Who <laughs> I did the best I could. Um, hey, yeah, you nailed I would, it. You know what? I, I'm going to go ahead and give myself a 9.1. Um, that was all right. Uh, Andy, check it out. Listen, guess what? Sunday afternoon, how about we do some funny 90s stuff? Finnis Skill just presented a, an amazing court case. Looks like it's going to, oh, double Mike what? Myers. Oh, no. Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me versus... Wayne's World, holy One. balls! Because <laughs> we don't we don't talk about Wayne's World too. Um, yeah, no, and we don't talk about all the like gold member. We don't need that. Yeah. We just need Spy Who Shagged yeah. Me. We keep it one and wow. done, right? Yeah. So Austin Powers versus Wayne's World. Wow. Yeah. Well two, done, Finiskeel. Yeah, Did he leave two, already? He's yeah. I, I actually he's sitting with the kids. I don't like that either. Um, <laughs> I don't like. It. I'm gonna have to when this when this case is over. I'm gonna have to go like do some damage control for my children. Yeah, I'd be like, like kids. I need to explain Finiskeel. Yeah, I need to explain Finiskeel. Uh, you were just dreaming. I gave you too much melatonin. Oops. Yeah, um, that's what anyway, it was. So okay, you went first with Rocco's Modern Life versus Red I and did. Zippy. So I am going to cover Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me, because it okay. This is when I, I went back and rewatched the movie, which I was like, oh, I don't know if I actually want to watch it. Guess what? That movie fucking ruled. It was really it was hilarious. I nice. forgot how much I loved it. And I would have never thought that I would have loved it in 2019. But here we are. And mm. I want to say the one thing that this movie made me miss the most was the elaborate opening sequences of 90s movies where it's like they introduce the show and then they have to do the credit sequence on the front end, right? And they're like, you know what? We're just going to do some funny shit for like yeah. 12 minutes. And they and, so, and that's what they do. Every movie did that. Like maybe they'd be a montage of like Sarah Jessica Parker walking around. But in this case, it's Mike Myers walking around. And he, you know, at this at this point in the movie, um, his his he's on a honeymoon with his wife, Vanessa. Turns out she's a fembot sent by Dr. Evil. And she... Oh, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And she like stands up and her titties become 
machine guns and they start shooting mm-hmm. at Austin Powers and then she just self-destructs and he was like, whoa, I'm single. And then we get the opening montage of <laughs> him being naked walking around this like hotel resort thing and every, you know, he turns a corner and there's like a meatloaf shaped like a penis that's in, you know, where his crotch would be and then like there's a pinwheel where his crotch would be and someone like bites a banana and it's it's really funny. Um, yes, a lot of lot of wiener jokes. A lot of, a lot, which, which I would have thought like I would have rolled my eyes out so hard. No, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I really <laughs> enjoyed it this movie came out in june 1999 and it of course features mike myers and all of his glory um of course we open up with the honeymoon and then you know we kind of finish this opening sequence and then we cut to um the jerry springer show (laughs) where which to me is even more special to me because i was like jerry springer fuck yeah um and it's it's uh scott evil who is who is played by seth green I love it. And he's in the title of the show is my father is evil and wants to take over the world. <laughs> and he's just sitting there like, yeah, my dad's, you know, evil. He's kind of crazy. He just wants to take over the world. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and what to me is super funny is that all the other dads and like kids and dads on stage, the dads are in like, there's a guy in a KKK robe. <laughs> there's a guy yes. with like a, a Nazi <laughs> outfit. And then there's a guy who's like in some kind of hunting garb. But then uh, Dr. Evil comes out and he was like, surprise, Scotty, I'm back. And then of course it just bri- breaks out into this, hilarious like all-out brawl between dr evil and all the other dads who are like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> like the the kkk members <laughs> like excuse me what's your problem and it's just hilarious but then they they go to um once that scene is over they go to dr evil's modern day lair which is actually inside the space needle <laughs> which made me laugh because I, I lived in seattle for seven years mm-hmm. um right by the space needle for a good chunk of it too but um but in there they're like they have a starbucks in there and they're like uh we invested in this you know, small coffee chain from Seattle many years ago. And now look at us. And they're all just sitting around drinking Starbucks. But then it just, the movie's just hilarious. Like there, there is a plot. The plot sort of matters. It's just about like the, to me, the movie is made by all the, for me, it's Dr. Evil versus his son, Scott. Like Mm -hmm. they're just, there's all these like zip it, zip it. You know, just like always yes. back and forth between them and him calling him like a dumbass and like you ass. Like I laughed really hard watching this movie for the father son dynamic. Of course, Scott Evil is played by Seth Green. Then we get introduced to Frau, which is one of Doctor Evil's. Um, I don't. I don't know what to say. I guess helpers. Uh, that's played Henchman. by Minnie Sterling. Henchman is the very good word yeah. for it. Um, there's Minnie Me, uh, which is we're introduced to. That's of course. I was Vern wondering Troyer. if he was in this one. That's oh, the yeah. be- Vern Troyer, and this was so good. <laughs> R.I.P. Vern Troyer, little dude. Um, then we also get Ivana Hump a lot, which is Kristen Johnston from Third Rock mm-hmm. from the Sun. Um, Mustafa, uh, who is Will Ferrell. He's 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 in the the guy in the fez who like yeah you yeah know, yeah like that one to me that scene is funny because he's like he'll answer any question if you ask it to him three times like that's his Achilles heel he'll, he'll answer anything if you ask that's, him three times that's yeah. right isn't like, doesn't it. he die later doesn't he die and he's like burning and he's like oh it's so hot it burns so bad I I, I don't remember if I saw that one because I started skipping around at some point because I was like yeah yeah sorry, yeah, yeah kids yeah but but he definitely falls off a cliff and is like trying to take care of his. <laughs> broken ass mm-hmm. legs at the bottom of a cliff but uh tim robbins plays the president and then um i think one so you've got mini me which is an iconic character from this and then you also get fat bastard which is also played by mike myers and who doesn't love fat bastard right so the whole plan is that dr evil's trying to develop a time machine to go back to 1969 to steal austin powers mojo, mojo. Uh, which is the source of his sexual appeal i don't know if there's like some kind of hang up where dr evil doesn't feel very sexy he's not very sexy <laughs> So that would make sense, right? Um, so he and Minnie Me travel back in time where they meet the younger versions of his number two and Frau. 
Um, and then they start utilizing the obese Scottish guard fat bastard to extract the mojo from Austin's frozen body. Um, mm-hmm. Which, yeah, it's just, it's, this is the most ridiculous ass movie. And then the Ministry of Defense then sends Austin back to 1969 to go, like, stop this from happening. Um, mm-hmm. And they send him in, like, a time-traveling Volkswagen Beetle, which it, I, I think set off the Volkswagen Beetle craze that happened in the late 90s, early 2000s. Would you not agree? I feel like... You're like, well, it, hell yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, it really was like right after this movie, like or around this time of this movie, just suddenly, yeah, the Volkswagen Beetles started coming out, and they made all the bright colored ones of like mm-hmm. the new models and everything like that. And yeah, didn't really see them around that much before that. So I agree. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I always wanted one, but alas, only a Toyota yeah. Celica. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> not, not to shit on the Celica. The Celica was rad. Hey, rad. I ain't mad about it. But he uh, goes, you don't agree. I, my first Listen, car was a 2003 I'm, Celica. I'm not going to get into throwing shade on 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 the various uh, Celicas and, and things of that sort, but it, I, <laughs> it had mind. a spoiler, Continue. Andy. It had a spoiler, Andy. All right, I was super mm-hmm. cool. Um, he arrives in London to his pad there um, and and uh, avoids an assassination attempt by Doctor Evil's cohorts, and then he meets Felicity Shagwell, whom is Heather Graham. And I'm just going to say, I fucking hate Heather Graham. I don't oh. hate her. I just, I mean, she's always been kind of like, okay, you're pretty face ish. All right. And like, she just, I, she's one she of the most. She plays herself. She plays herself. And she's a very boring actress. And she's a very boring character. And I really hate her inside this movie. But she's there mm-hmm. the whole time. Whoopee. Um, but Sorry. she's trying to, it's, oops, <laughs> but she's trying to get the mojo back alongside Austin Powers. And of course, they end up falling in love. But in order to do this, she has to seduce Fat Bastard and have sex with him in order to plant this cloning no. device into his asshole. Do you remember this? I remember the butt, yes. The huge ass. <sighs> the huge the huge everything. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of fast forward through all this. Austin, to me, the best scenes were Mini-Me versus anybody. Mini-Me always like causing shit with Scott always causing shit with everyone and just he, he was completely mute during the show he would just kind of make these faces and like throw his finger up and it's like i love you mini me you are 1999 in a tiny tiny nutshell and just a little nutshell it's just a tiny nutshell um austin and mini me end up confronting each other in this like hilarious fight i think i think they were on the moon i was kind of skimming around but like of course they end up having like the nut punch and things like that and then he ends yeah. up crawling into austin powers suit and he like shits him into space <laughs> that's of right course. yes he has to go up against the the ship and go, puts him in a little thing and he sticks him out and then opens closes the hatch yep yeah and there's i mean there's there's so much there's so much to this but i i think you know everything ends up working we all know it ends up working out just fine you know but to me the funniest things about this movie were all the dick jokes like that either there's the rocket and they're like hey that you see that up in the sky it looks like a big and it's like willie Willie Nelson, like it's so good to see you, and he's like, "That looks like a big, I don't know, I don't know." So they're like a bajillion words for dick. Yeah, they kept Insert, going back and forth. Ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just, it was great. And then you get all the, like, you get all the sayings like, "Yeah, baby, yeah," and like, "Get in my belly." Like, think about all the, like, the stupid ass things that you said in the eighth grade. You're like, "Yeah, it came from Austin Bowers," because I was just a little yak back of a person who just said it was the, me- the it was the stuff. meme of the '90s. It basically, was. was quoting shit all the time from movies. It's so good, and like, I, I one of the reasons I'm really glad that we covered this because I, I've had something I wanted to talk about that was so minute in the big scheme of the '90s, but it was so big mm-hmm. to me, and that was that 
I had, I'm pretty sure it was Netscape Navigator. There was a themed browser that was Austin Powers themed that I downloaded and used for a few years. And I just like, I haven't, I, I don't know anyone else that did this or had this particularly themed Netscape Navigator browser. I don't think it was Internet Explorer. I'm pretty sure it was Netscape, but it was just like, you would just have your icon was maybe like the peace sign. And then, you know, the, the browser window was all flowers and peace signs. And, you know, everything was like, had the do, 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 you know, it was just, mm-hmm. oh, it was so stupid. Why did I do this? And it just makes you think <laughs> about how stupid the nineties were and how dumb this movie was. And, but I honestly, like, I, I would say if you don't have anything to do, just go watch the movie it'll actually make you pretty happy. The the little Dr. Evil was such an amazing character. And I, I really thought that it wasn't going to age well. That movie aged extremely well. Um, and the mm-hmm. joke still landed for me 20, oh no, 20 sure. years later. I don't like doing the math, Andy. It's, <laughs> it's, hard, to, it's hard to swallow that almost the year 2000 was 20 years ago. 1999. Yeah. Um, anyways, we're old. We get it. We're old. Um, it hurts my heart. But that's like, I, I just, did, Yeah. That's Go awesome, ahead. Powers. What do you want to talk about? Do you have anything? No, to I was gonna. From this movie? I was gonna say, um, yeah, I, I love this movie, and I was I was surprised because I genuinely didn't know until the moment you started talking that you were doing the sequel and not the original. Was the Spy Who um, Shagged awesome Me not Powers. the original? No, International Man of Mystery was the original one. Oh well, guess what? I did Spy Who Which, Shagged Me. Which again, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Is like I after you did the whole thing, I was like, okay, I get it because like. The the sequel had, you know, it had so many characters that we talk about and think about now yes. that were not in the original one. Like Minnie yeah. wasn't in it. Um, Seth Green was barely in it, I think. Um, okay. Fat Bastard wasn't in it. Like the first one just was, it was a good movie, but it wasn't, I think, as good as the sequel. So so I was oh. happy you did this one. I just, yeah, I was, see, I was, I was like wondering if you did it on accident. Me. Yeah, I totally yeah, did I it on accident. But you know what? I did it on accident purpose, which turned out to be a yeah, better Yeah, accident purpose. I don't, I don't recall seeing the first one. Who would have been, who was the main, who was the girl? Was it uh, the woman who played Vanessa? I think Vanessa? it was the, the one who started, yeah, the one who started the movie when they well, were at the. I guess that makes sense. The, oh, of course that Because that was the whole one sense. where he got, he got frozen and then they opened him back up at the beginning and. Mm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. there were a lot of good things from the first one too, but but no, I agree with the uh, with the characters and everything like that. Well, the new introductions is. of well, Spy Who Shagged Me, yeah, whatever the first one was, want want Spy Who Shagged Me up top, <laughs> up top, number one best one, surprise, number one best yeah. Austin Powers movie, number one best. So that's Austin so, Powers Spy Who Shagged Me versus yes. Wayne's World. I want to hear what you have to say about Wayne's World. Yeah, which I mean, you did. You've already done one where you did a sequel um, versus the original, which was I think you did. Uh, a, Street Fighter 2 that one time. Well, uh, but we all know Oracle. that Street Fighter original yeah, was like, hey, exactly. do you want to be Ryu? Awesome. Here's Ryu forever. Cool. There you go. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I've chosen not to do a sequel <laughs> <laughs> on mine uh, because the sequel of mine was not great. Um, however, similar to what Lisa just said, I watched this movie. I saw. I watched Wayne, Wayne's World, which came out in 1992. So old. This, which is just insane to me to think of that movie coming out when i was seven um and yet knowing how many times i watched it um this movie was so great i have i watched it and i just was like oh my gosh yes oh my gosh yes oh my gosh yes one big thing is being from illinois um the fact that it was in aurora you know it was up up north Mm. you know near chicago and everything like that i always love movies that are centered around you know chicago and that stuff so it kind of even know where stuff is and everything like that um Obviously, this one, uh, based on an SNL sketch, um, there was an SNL sketch of Wayne's World, and then they said, hey, we're going to do a movie. Um, and so they came out. This one was, of course, once again, Mike Myers and 
um, of course, Dana Carvey. Oh, Dana as, Carvey's so fucking as, funny. As which is funny because, like, I don't see Dana Carvey at hardly anything, um, which is weird. But he was just... It's like Garth was just the part he was re- designed to play. Like, his awkwardness, like, as a person, like, just was so perfect. Yeah. For Garth. Um, there were so many good characters. I mean, Rob Lowe was a big character in this. There were so many great actors that Rob showed Lowe up was in, in mine, too. Yeah. <laughs> He was, so he, was, he was young Rob number Lowe. two, yeah. Really? Yeah. Um. So so anyway, so just to go over some things, like as I was watching this flick, so obviously the first one that always sticks in my mind, because like I said, there's so many things that through my entire childhood, um, leading into even some adulthood, like I still make references to or quote, and I don't even process what I'm doing. I just, it's something that's just, I've said in my head so many times yeah. that just, it's normal. Like, to start out, the way that this movie took off, I mean, how how great can you be when the first like the first thing that people remember about this flick i think right off the bat what's the what's the scene you remember from this movie the most um if it's the first if i I can't remember if it's the first or second one but every time i think about wayne's world i think about the the woman and like she had a snake that's all i think about was that one or two that was later on that was it was in that one but it was was later on um, but the, the scene I was thinking of is is when they are in the car um, early on oh, during the credits duh, and stuff, of course. and they're singing Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Of course, um, I mean, and that's like think about like the soundtrack to this show was amazing too. Like a lot of them was Cassandra, who's the girlfriend, the love interest mm-hmm. of Wayne, um, doing a lot of covers basically of them th- throughout the show. But absolute bangers, um, constantly, nonstop. So Wayne's World, basically, it's a cable access show. Um, and I, I loved this line early on in the show when he's just like, because it's a very meta show where he's talking to the camera constantly. Mm. Um, kind of like The oh, Office yeah. is, you know, where it's kind of like acknowledging the camera often. Yeah. He's like, I'd love to do this for a living, but that'll never happen. And basically, <laughs> I've decided that Wayne's World is basically the first podcast. Oh, you think so? <laughs> it's the, so yeah. it is so totally a podcast. Basically, um, is somebody in their basement just doing stuff, hoping that someday they'll get picked up. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so basically, um, he gets spotted by some people, um, by Rob Lowe, who's basically pushing Noah's Arcade, saying, "Hey, you know, the kids love this, and I think this is your target demographic. You should sponsor them." So he gets them in, and that's kind of the whole beginning of it is that but i mean they go through the the daily lives of of wayne and garth a lot you know they're um uh there's a lot of jokes that stick with me like um stacy his girlfriend um his his old his ex-girlfriend who shows up a lot and she's like hi wayne hi who plays stacy and i could not tell you what the actress's name is for Uh, the life of me unfortunately see in my head i'm picturing the girl who played uh in the in the water boy that girlfriend that i think that actually might be right is it her the one she kind, of, she kind of looks like a like an evil little kitten. Um, you're you're asking you're asking me, and I still don't remember <laughs> well, that girl. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, she's, she always like plays um, a witch. It looks like Lara, oh, it's it's Lara Flynn Boyle. That is not who that is. Um, that's the name <laughs> not of that, that person. Is. So not her. Um, so anyway, <laughs> so so during the thing, um, the, the early quote that I always remember is the gun rack, um, which she <laughs> Stacy is like. Buys a present for Wayne, and he's like, "Why?" He's like, "Stop!" Like we broke up two months ago, and she gives him this present, and he opens it up, and she's like, "It's a gun rack," and he's like, "I don't own a gun, let alone many guns, which necessitate an entire rack. Why would you buy me?" Like we quoted that so many times, and there's no reason for it. There's no context which that comes up, but I still did. Um, let's see, a lot of great scenes. Um, Cassandra was an absolute badass. She's the 
um, the rock and roll uh, chick who, like I said, Wayne ends up falling for and they end up getting together. They do so many references that are very, like, fortunately a lot, like, the references they do are things that kind of hold up and stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. But during the movie, like, it'll, they had a reference to the Grey Poupon commercial where the guy, yeah. where they drive up and say, pardon me, do you have any Grey Poupon? They have the guy, they have this one scene out of nowhere where Wayne is speeding and he gets pulled over by a cop. And the guy who walks up and takes his glasses off and then he says, have you seen this boy? And it's the guy from Terminator 2. Oh, Oh, is it? Yeah. oh shit! Yeah, Ooh, like the no, teach, the, like the bad guy or I don't whatever. Like that guy. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then they also, I think they had a Laverne and Shirley reference where they were in Milwaukee. They went to the brewing company or whatever where they worked. It's just a bunch of random stuff. But so yeah, the main plot is is that Noah's Arcade, this big arcade, this big franchise that um, Rob Lowe ends up hooking them up with. They end up, uh, you know, getting sponsored by them and getting put on like network television. Um, and we'll, we'll cover that here a little bit more. But um, one big thing, I want to talk about some of the words that I think got popularized or ways that they said things that got popularized that were said all the time. Okay. Obviously, the first one is the word not. Oh, yeah. When yeah. people would just say something and then say, not. <laughs> <laughs> that one was so frequent. They used the word whale constantly. Whale. Like, man, that jam whales. Like, yeah, they just oh. used like something, the word whale, like, man, they whale or whatever. Yeah. Um, mental. Like, you're mental, dude. Like, or I'm not mental, man. Yeah. Um, Schwing. Schwing. That was a big one. Schwing Schwing. was a big one. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Here's the thing. I didn't realize this, but I never heard this before, um, like in any of their movies before this one. But, um, but, like, the word babe is said, like, she's a bib. A bib. Like, and it's always, like, the way they say babe in that thing. I'm like, I hear people say it that way all the time. Like bibs, you know, bibs. Like yeah. totally that way. Very like um, surfer, 90s surfer dude. Exactly. Yeah. But they were not surfers. They were just like little weird. They are, are they based out of LA dudes. in this movie? Do you remember? LA No, they were based out of Aurora, Oh, no, Illinois. you said that. Just kidding. You said that. But they read like, yeah. looking back, it reads like LA. Surfer but, dudes, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, and then there's the scene where they do the game on. Like they're like, another one that I quote, we quote all the time is like, game on, uh-uh. car. And then a car comes and they have to like take the, they keep taking the hockey stuff on and off the road. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so there's a lot of scenes. Like I, like I said, I have so many th- notes down here of so many things that I absolutely love from this movie um, that I'm going to try and skip over because I don't want to keep you guys forever because I basically have enough to go on as much as I did for Rocco last week because it's so good. Yeah. I um, mean, the fact is this movie's not even that long, but there's so much meta, meta stuff in this one. It's um, where basically Wayne's explaining to Rob Lowe, he's like, listen, like, we're not, like, basically where Rob Lowe's saying, like, hey, you have to have the guy from the arcade on your show, mm-hmm. and he's, like, explaining to them how they're not going to sell out and they don't deal with sponsors or whatever, yeah. and he keeps pulling up, he's like, like, holds up this bag of Doritos, he's like, I'm, <laughs> let me just say that we're not, we're not about selling out, and then just, like, eats, like, a Dorito, and then, like, <laughs> smiles at the camera, and then um, Pizza Hut, and then just, like, he does, like, six in a row, and the greatest thing is, like, he's like, what do you think, Garth? And Garth's just, like, sitting in this chair with his feet up, and he is just decked out in Reebok everything, <laughs> like, Reebok hat, Reebok everything, he's like, it's like, it's just, like, people only care about money, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, can we also, just a moment, you said this movie wasn't mm-hmm. very long, Austin Powers was, like, an hour... 20 minutes 
It was yeah, so short. That's about, I'd I, say about an hour and a half. So I miss when movies were that short. And they were like, yeah, wham, yeah. bam, thank you, ma'am. The movie was perfect. Like, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Like, oh, when I went to go see It Part 2, that was almost, it was like two hours, 49 mm-hmm. minutes. Joker was like two and a half hours. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have things to do. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, can't, I can't carve out like an entire weekend to see I, this fucking movie. <laughs> Like, I was even thinking, I was like, I can't believe how short this is. Like, how are they going to get to the rest of the plot? Like, because yeah. I knew, I remember the plot and I couldn't, and, but like, they just had these scenes that were like, Wayne shows up, says something kind of mean to Cassandra, she gets pissed and then he leaves. And it's like yeah. this, like, they've covered all this plot in like, like one minute, you yeah. know, and they just go from scene to scene so quickly. So, yeah. Um. anyway, so I they, then there was a. Uh, they go to the Alice Cooper concert. Uh, they get backstage passes. Um, they go there, and he's, like, rocking. You know, they're rocking out, and then they go back to the backstage, mm-hmm. and there's a brief cameo of Chris Farley, which I love Chris Farley showing up in movies. Yeah. Like, that's kind of a big thing R. they R. did P. back then. Chris was Chris Farley. Yeah. Um, it's hilarious, though, because he's not particularly funny in this one. He's just, like... Uh, he just serves as like a plot device, basically, and it's hilarious because they even like reference. Because again, it's so meta in this movie that they like reference. Like, he basically says like That's Mr. Big. He's the the head guy of uh, Sharp Records, and then he just explains to them like Yeah, he's going to be going to St. Louis, you know, coming back through Chicago on his way to Detroit, and he should be there on Friday. He should be coming through Chicago on Friday or something like. So it's this really random thing. They're like, man, that guy had a lot of information for a security guard. <laughs> Kind of makes you wonder, huh? Yeah. And then later on, like they, when it comes up and it's re- relevant, they're like, "Man, the, the extremely over detailed s- sentences that uh that that security guard said were uh, ended up paying off, huh?" Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. So basically, the um. They end up going and actually doing the show, the actual show where they're like the big time or whatever, and they have the recording studio. It amazes me that they didn't unveil like any of the stuff to Wayne and Garth until the the, the first actual airing mm-hmm. is when they're like, okay, five, four, three, two, one, and they're about to do the like Wayne's World, Wayne's World, mm-hmm. party time, excellent. But instead, all of a sudden, it's like Wayne's World, Wayne's World, party time, dun dun, excellent. Like it's it's eight PM in Aurora, Illinois, and you know what that means. And Wayne and Garth's reaction to that is just priceless. They're like, What the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> um So anyways, then Wayne gets um Wayne gets fired from his own show because while the sponsor was on, he wrote on the back of the note cards like, This man has no penis. Trust me, I know. Like and like all of these <laughs> so he's like at reading these questions to Noah. And just keeps flipping the cards out, and everybody's laughing, dying, of course. But Rob Lowe was pissed, so yeah, um, that's when things start going out of control. He screws things up with Cassandra. Um, there's the Garth scene for no reason that I love, where Garth has made a man out of donuts, jelly donuts, oh, and is uh, <laughs> is yeah, he made this man, little man, and it's the scene where he's like wee 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 wee, like stabbing. The, he's like, oh no, Mister Jelly Donut, and he keeps like stabbing and killing the guy. <laughs> Um, oh, that, that seemed like really the, cathartic. Maybe I, I need to do that. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so him and the, a bunch of ancillary characters decide they're gonna um, save the day by getting Cassandra's broadcast to Mister Sharp, to Mister Big of Sharp Records, so that he'll sign Cassandra to this big deal. They go through this whole process there. Um, there was a quote from Garth that I love, which is, "If <laughs> if he's trying to get some guy to like put a flashlight down, and they're acting like he has a gun, and he's like." If Benjamin were an ice cream flavor, Benjamin's Rob Lowe, oh. 
he'd be pralines and dick. And then he like grabs the grabs the he grabs the the, the flashlight and really quickly like twists it off and like unloads the batteries from it like he just disarmed a gun or something like that. <laughs> he's like, It's okay guys, we're okay. Um so anyway, so they put on the recording to Mr. Big, um, Rob, Big Rob, Mr. Big and Rob Lowe show up at the same time at Wayne's house. Um, and it's the first time that I can remember personally, I'm sure it happened before, this is the first time that they had not two, but three different endings to the movie. What? So the first, yeah, the first ending, it, the whole thing happens, they show up and Mr. Big's like, he's like, listen, I saw your show and you're very talented, but I just don't think it's the right time. And then immediately things start unfolding. Cassandra's like, I hate you, Wayne. You ruined my life. And then uh, his ex-girlfriend shows up and is like, Wayne, I'm pregnant. And then at the end of, the, the end of it, they show Rob Lowe and Cassandra on a beach. Like, and she's like, last night was amazing. And so it's this horrible ending. Like, like, oh, my God, everything went wrong and Wayne failed and their house burnt down. And then Wayne and Garth are like, that can't be how – you don't think we'd end a movie like that, do you? And they're like, let's try the Scooby-Doo ending. And then the <laughs> they... The Scooby-Doo ending. <laughs> and it's all just like Mr. Big comes down and says, I really enjoyed your your album. They're like, good, we got through. Well, anyways, let's solve this mystery. And they're like, let's see who you really were. And he rips the face off Rob Lowe, and it's Old Man Withers. <laughs> yes. It's like, Old Man Withers. Oh, uh, and then the third ending, of course, is the super happy ending. Uh, Cassandra signs with Sharp Records. Everyone lives happily ever after. Everyone learns this important life lesson. And they're like, we learned a lot. And that's the end of the movie. So they did three endings, but that was basically the one that stuck yeah. was the actual ending. But it was just the fact that like you were so unexpected to have that horrible ending at the end. Yeah. Um, that one always sticks with me. So you know, it seems anyways. like Mike Myers really had a, an amazing heyday in the '90s. And I, I oh for re- sure, rewatching Austin Powers: The Spy Who Shagged Me, the sequel. Um, getting that's like yeah, I can I can hear the echoes of Mike Myers and from from Wayne's World very strongly. I just I think I saw Wayne's World once as a little girl. So it's, it's very foggy to me. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, it's just like, Oh, of course that's totally my, it's the same kind of humor seven years later from Mike Myers. And, and, and not to say that it sure. was only Mike Myers because Dana Carvey is a hilarious man. Did you ever see yes. the documentary of his on, on Hulu? No, it I was, didn't. I think I'm pretty sure it was Hulu. That's a, that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. That document is so interesting. I, I recommend it if you, if you need something else to do today. <laughs> Nice. So. I think he has a podcast too. I know Conan O'Brien's show has been kind of like promoting it a lot, yeah. but I haven't seen, I haven't heard it. But, no. um, but yeah. So I think that's um, that'll do it for my case. Like I said, I had a lot more notes on it, but yeah. I was just like, oh, I'll just save you guys. We this one went pretty long already. So, yeah. um, so what do you say? We uh, do you want to take a break? For sure. Okay, so before we go, I just wanted to say we do have another promo for another uh, show of ours that's a great supportive person on Twitter, and this one is going to be for a book of lies. So sit back and enjoy this wonderful promo. Awesome. See you in a minute. Hi, I'm Sunny Hepburn. And I'm Brandy Fleeks. And this is Book Book of Lies, Lies, the podcast, where we discuss liars, cheating thieves, scammers, and dirty, rotten scoundrels. So tune in for new episodes every Tuesday to hear about another low-down, dirty liar. And learn how to spot them. So that's Book of Lies podcast. Find us on your favorite podcast player or on Twitter at Book of Lies Pod, on Instagram at Book of Lies Podcast, and on Facebook at Book of Lies Podcast. And if you want to send us an email, send us one at Book of Lies Podcast at gmail.com. Okay? Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Sure, we tease them a lot, but we got them on the spot. 90s court. Whoa. 90s court, 90s court, 90s court. That's a, that's a hot, hot new uh, record from uh, the show. <laughs> welcome back, Cotter. Welcome back, the Confused Ladies. Welcome back, Cotter, um, which is a very old show. <laughs> I have no idea why that came to mind, but welcome back, everybody, from the break. Yo-ho. You feeling pumped and ready to do things, Lisa? I'm so pumped. There's some good stuff coming around the bin. Mm. Court court is out. We're on recess. Not technically a recess episode, but we are on recess, and we're about to talk about some cool shit. First off with some polls. Yes. So we are going to talk about those polls that I have all of the information ready for in front of me. <laughs> um, so I can tell you this. So is Rocco's Modern Life versus... <sighs> Uh, Ren and Stimpy, and as expected, as, as expected, expected, okay, good job, thank you. Um, <laughs> as one of those, like, as like, <laughs> this wasn't like, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is a good guys. <sighs> so, I do have them in front of me now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for stalling. Um, yeah. so we ran polls both on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, and let's just say things didn't go great for old, old Lisa Pants here. And you know uh, what? I probably just upset everyone with the spider crawling up your butt thing. Yep. So that's okay. I understand if that was your turn off. That was it. Fine. Yep. That's fine. So I'll allow it. So Facebook. Um, we got a lot of engagements on Facebook this time. Um, mm-hmm. and. As anticipated, um, Rocco's Modern Life came out the victor. Um, I'm sure 100% because of my amazing court case and not just because people like the show better. Yeah. I, honestly, I'm not mad because Rocco's Modern Life was amazing. And even though, mm-hmm. like, I loved Ren and Stimpy going back and watching it. That was a tough show <laughs> to yeah. watch suddenly. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like, as, as someone said, it did not age well. Yeah. So Rocco's so, totally did. So Rocco came out on top 67% to 33% on Facebook. Damn, that Yoinks. rough? And uh, on Twitter, it was closer, um, not by a ton. Okay. Uh, it was fifty nine percent to forty one percent. So, um, so that's not decent. That's, that's not bad. Yeah, I know. Like I said, they were both great shows. So it wasn't like, hey, you guys chose two bad things to put against each other. They were absolutely great comparisons. It was just, you know, uh, Rocco was just the better overall product. <laughs> so mm. it's true. I'm not. I, I won't. I won't dog Rocco's Modern Life. It was a good show. Yes. And what I would say. What I liked about this was the feedback I got from friends who were like, yeah, I was listening to this with coworkers and suddenly we're all fighting. <laughs> like yes. we're making people we're like splitting up teams at work and things like this. It's like, yeah, hell yeah, Let's get into a fight. Like pull push those sleeves up, boys. It's time to fight. Like Rocco versus Ren, you tell me. Well, it turns out you guys That voted, is that but, has been one fun thing yeah. is I have a couple coworkers at least, at least a couple that listen to the show and uh, one of them had not listened until recently and she um just I, I came into work and like I'm like you know tired and not ready and she's like oh my god I listened to your show I was listening to episode two the thing about Furbies and uh and Tamagotchis yeah and here's the crazy thing so she <laughs> I feel bad hopefully she doesn't listen to this one <laughs> but she was like she was like I could not believe the part I didn't realize that Furbies were designed for that I'm like designed for what she's like the whole thing about spirits and stuff and I was like oh <laughs> I didn't know I had to do a, a warning on that that was a joke I was <laughs> So that's not really. Look at you spreading. Look at all this fake news you're spreading over here, I'm Andy. So I'm just an, an abomination. I'm sorry. So. So anyways. All right. So so Rocco's Modern Life won. Ta-da. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not super surprised. It's okay. Brendan mm-hmm. Simpy is still very 
special to my my broken brain um yes but we can we can move on from that heartbreak and i need to talk about something uh very special yes so we all know i love music very much yes. music is super important to me not that it's not important to andy he well. just loves the shit out of his video games so <laughs> um but i wanted i i approached andy because i did want to put him on the spot for this episode and i was like i want to talk about the first cds that we bought turns out he couldn't remember the first cd uh, and i'm glad i asked ahead of time yes because i didn't want to like i didn't want to you know that would have been a pretty lame spot on the show but we ended up talking about music that we did like and mm -hmm. first concerts and things like that and it turns out we have kindred spirits about a very particular album yes. from one band incubus yes. make yourself make yourself all right, oh make gosh, yourself. Yes. Um, we got to this because, yeah, we were talking about that. We talked about the shows, and we both saw. You said this was Incubus was your first concert. Is that Incubus what you said? was my first concert, I think, in 2000, which I think, like I said, I was surprised it took me so long to go, but apparently Lisa was not much later. I just happened no, to, I, go to yeah. go to one and then was just like, you know, I'm good on concerts for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I opened that door. I said, Deftones and Godsmack. Why it's time for me to become a complete like monster <laughs> concert goer and go to one every like I would go to ones during the weekdays. But I don't know how my I mean my mom was very she was a rad mom she is a rad mom but she was super lenient in that regard and that she was like I will allow you to express yourself in whatever way that is UFO pants, um you know oversized hoodies or yep. anything like that. Um, and she was super cool about that. And as a result, I went to every concert. But um, my first one was Deftones and Godsmack in two thousand one. Nice. At Smirnoff Center, which I don't think exists anymore. Smirnoff in Dallas, Center. But I did go to Smirnoff Center. Um, but um, so anyway, back to the task at hand. Please. Make yourself from Incubus. We just wanted to talk about it because we realized like we both love this album. I think Andy she more than I did. But I certainly, I mean, like, come on. Some of the tracks on this. I, damn it. This released. Go ahead. I have a thing where, and I, I is that I, I have a very limited amount of knowledge of a lot of things. Like, it's weird. I, I consider myself, like, to know just enough to be dangerous on a lot of topics. But, like, I couldn't tell you the name of a lot of things. But, like, when I got into something, I got so into it. And I just listened to the shit out of it or watched the shit out of it or whatever. And this was one of those albums that was just on repeat, like, all the time in my car. In my old 1990 Ford Probe um, <laughs> that I had for Ford so very Probe. long um, was yeah. uh, just – and I, like I said – I listened to every song on this album so many times. Now, obviously, there are ones I preferred, um, but I'll let you take some of the take the lead on that since this is your thing. Sure. Can we talk real quick? This was released October twenty sixth, nineteen ninety nine. We're coming up on the twenty year anniversary of Make Yourself. Does that hurt your heart? A little bit. A little bit. And by the way, everyone, I'm not just going to talk about rock music. I loved rock music in the nineties, but I started off the decade in country music world. Went to hip hop and R&B for a long time, mm -hmm. and then I exited gracefully in, gracefully in rock. So at some point, I well, uh, that's one way to put it. But I, <laughs> I, I can. I'm definitely going to bring the heat when it comes to TLC and stuff like this in the future. But today, Incubus um, is coming up October 26, 1999, 20 years. This is the third album from Incubus, the first one being Fungus Among Us from 1995 and Science in 1997. Mm -hmm. um, and you guys, can we just, just, just for a moment, just... Okay. Thank you. I could actually just play the whole song. I mean, that. by the way, that was full blast in my ears and playing through. <laughs> you could hear it from the sound bleeding from my... That's yes. just how loud that was in my ears. I regret nothing. Um, that is the opening track, Privilege, which is the fuck... Like, I, 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 I haven't listened to Make Yourself in probably, I don't know, 10 years or something like that, but 
But being like, I, I used to work at this place called the Taco Shop in Corsicana, Texas, and I would be pulling up, listening to Privilege, like, oh, everything is so, oh, mm-hmm. ooh, and it's just, it's, you can hear it. it's a good song. It's such a good um, Kickstarter for an album too, like that yes. that jam, like right off the bat, is just such like I don't know if Privilege wasn't probably one of my top songs, but like it was absolutely a banger, like right off the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, to me, to me, looking back, I'm like, that's a that's a hella good opening track for an album. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one up would be Nowhere Fast, which just has a lot of really nice synth parts to the song. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Nowhere Fast? I remember the song. I remember it less than some of the... oh, <laughs> You're sorry, just going to jam out on everything. No, so it just, well, it just started playing. I was like, I couldn't remember it just then, but it played mm-hmm. really loud in my ears. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but no, one. like the warmth was always one of my favorites because like I was always... I'm always a lot like a huge fan of um, like triumphant songs where it's like almost like desperation in the voice of the singer. Like, mm-hmm. and I just love that song so much. Inspirational so tracks. Let- I'm not going to sing. I was going to sing. I, I, was no, like, I think we're, let's just fucking so do it. So don't let the world bring you down. Oh. Not everyone here is that fucked up that and fucked cold. Up and cold. I love remember, that line. Remember why you came and while you're alive. Experience, Experience the, the warmth before we you grow old. Oh. Oh. What's up? Brand, that's Brandon I've, Boyd, right? That's him? Yes, Brandon Boyd. Singer? Yeah. Yes. I'm sure everybody who's never heard this album is like, thank you for, for just going through all of these songs. Like, especially because these are not necessarily, these weren't even like singles. Like, these were just songs no. that were on the album. Like, the ones that were the singles, let's go th- You want to go through those real quick? Sure. Well, okay. Stellar. Yes. Hello. Okay. Jack, my husband and I have a hilarious, like, for, I don't know why Stellar ended up being funny to us, but at some point we were just like, ladies, you are <laughs> Stellar. And it's like to no one in particular. It's like I think if we, if we were just like if we were together as a single man mm-hmm. in a bar, we would just be approaching women like that. Stellar. Um, also, that song has the best line. It's like, I need you to see this place. It might be the only way that I can show you how it feels to be inside of you oh no oh no, oh, no. i didn't did. even think about that line until this you didn't moment think about that no i remember listening like i remember hearing it well, i guess this was 99 although I, I don't think i listened to it until high school um mm-hmm. and so but in high school be like ooh, that's a something i shouldn't mm-hmm. be talking about but there it is incubus thanks i i do want to cover real quick um so there was four four singles i believe from this album um, which was, I think, Drive, I Miss You, and Pardon Me were the four singles yeah. from that. I Miss You, I remember I, God, I was just terrified. I sang a lot and stuff like that, but I wasn't ever, never did, like, single stuff. And I remember, like, mm-hmm. there was this thing called Stage Show at our house, at our, at our high school, and I did an audition, like, for an acoustic version of I Miss You. Um, do you oh. remember that song? I, I listened to it today. I was like, it, to me, it just feels like the perfect first love song because it's, yeah. it's really sweet. But I th- you performed this in front of people? I did in front of people. I oh, didn't make man. it. I No, I didn't make it into the oh, show. Oh, you didn't make it. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> but I did do that one. But I was like, I think it was because they were like, this person is terrified doing this in front of six of us. Oh. I think that's probably not a great but idea to do. No, but like, no, but that's that's different. That's different because like I, I was in I was in band and I would do solo and ensemble. And I remember it's so hard to play. I was I played the flute. It was so hard to play something for one or two people. But if mm-hmm. you're in front of 200, oh, it's sure. like, it doesn't matter. This is just a giant, like big, scary blob and it's fine. But right. but to a small intimate group that's super tough yeah mm-hmm. so don't 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 beat yourself up baby Andy oh you thank got you it. Um, I miss you okay drive was one of the biggest hits of the nineties yes, I think yeah it was maybe not one of the biggest hits that that's that's very no it was echo, like one of the biggest like alt rock alt rock jams there. of that time yeah but it was it was really good 
Um, it was the perfect, like, I, I distinctly remember driving around and there, I had a, one of my best friends in high school was a guy named John and we were always riding around in his Bronco, like listening to Incubus and, um, system of a down pretty high contrast, but, uh-huh. um, but I, like, to me, it was like the perfect, like driving around with John with the windows down kind of, kind of thing. Yeah. And then of course, pardon me, which we were laughing at cause like, we... you didn't know the lyrics to the verse and I sent them to you and we were going to try do you want to try this? Let's do it again. Let's, but okay. it's not going to, even though we're never in sync, it's always so bad. No, it doesn't matter. Is it? A decade, a decade ago, ago, I never thought, never I, would thought be I would be at 23, at 23 on the verge of spontaneous <laughs> combustion. <laughs> woe is me. Woe is me. But I guess that it comes home. with the territory. And I'm an landscape of <laughs> never-ending calamity. <laughs> I need you to, you to hear. hear. I need you to I see. I need you to see that I've had a lot of things. Possibility. Andy, Andy, you nailed it. It was like I was listening to the album. It was as if Brandon Boyd were right here beside me singing that song. Wow. And, and I so also amazing. did. Here's the thing. I haven't heard me myself doing that, but you have. And I have these earphones on that are great cancellation. Um, they cancel sound. So I can't hear myself at all. So I could be singing so tone deaf. <laughs> and I would have me no too, idea. But, but you know, here's the thing. Even if we were on beat, uh, on note and we were not, we were super off like beat. And that's yeah. fine. Because yeah. you know what? We're not being paid. Well, first of all, we're not being paid to we, do this podcast. This is... But we're not, being paid to do, we're not being paid to sing Incubus covers yeah. either. If, so. you came, if you came for sultry tones from us, then you have found the wrong, wrong place. Show. Have you met me? Have you met Andy? <laughs> we're not great at this. Yeah, um, that's a great song. Yeah, and then Out From Under. I don't remember the outro because I, I think no. I would just stop at part of me and be like, that's it. That's all I need. Yep, that's it. I'm Forever. done. Thanks. Um. Anyway, we just, I, I don't know. I really wanted to talk about Make Yourself because obviously you loved it too. Yeah. I, I did want to briefly touch. I did tell you when you asked me about like the first con- for the first album that I owned. So mm-hmm. like I couldn't remember because my older brothers had so many CDs that I like never had like anything. Yeah. And just as a younger kid, but like I, th- I was telling, I think maybe Metallica and stuff like that might have been some of my early ones, like mm-hmm. uh, which was weird. I don't know why I was so into Metallica <laughs> as a kid, well, but it's so my 90s, friends were, and it's a yeah. it's a good sound. My my first album was Brandy. Yeah. <laughs> I would think I yeah. think Ride the Lightning was my first album. I can't say for sure. But before that, it was not a CD because that was what you asked about. I had yeah. a cassette that my parents randomly got. I have no I didn't buy it because I was like six or something like that, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it was this cassette tape that was literally just Ice Ice Baby and Hammer Time. Oh. On, like that was the only songs on the cassette. And so it was MC Hammer. And it was and it was vanilla ice, and that was it. I have no idea where it came from or why I had it, but I had this little tape that just had those two songs on it, and I could Did not you, tell you why. Cassettes, oh man, music from the like I remember dancing around the kitchen uh, with my mom and my sister, and my mom would always put on cassettes, and if she was she had like Color Me Bad, and I don't know if you remember one particular song from Color Me Bad called I Want to Sex You Up, and we would oh. I would be like I don't know eight. Like, I want to sex you up. Hey, you're eight. <laughs> you don't know what the that means. Of, like, like, I didn't. <laughs> going through all these movies and stuff that we watched and that we loved and stuff, like, now I'm like, I had no idea how much stuff I was exposed to because, like, all of them had stuff, like, references and stuff that weren't that subtle. Like, <laughs> well, at re- least it's, it's far and away better than it is now where they're like, so, songs are so graphic. 
And I mean, I can't help but mm-hmm. laugh sometimes. I'm like, like as a mom, I'm like, I mean, I might just still listen to, to this in front of my kids because they don't know yet. But one day they're going to be like, hey, what the fuck, mom? Like, yeah. What are you doing? In retrospect, they're like, why were you scarring the shit out of us <laughs> like, as children? Why are we talking about this? Yeah. Um. Anyway, that I just anyway, that's make yourself. I'm sure we yeah. all. I I, I want to say all. I'm sure a good chunk of us really like to make yourself. If not, you like the incubus for a second. You don't lie to yourself. You did. Yeah, you lied. Don't Secretly lie. love drive, but anyway, yeah. that's make yourself. And I know you wanted to turn corners on us. A video game. Welcome to Andy Andy's video game corner. Um, today I'm going to be bringing you a game that, um, in retrospect, was a really bad game. <laughs> oh. Oh no. Like it's it's comical, but it was the thing is I played this game so much as a kid for SNES. Um mm-hmm. and apparently they had like a I, I found out later on and I played it actually. They also had an arcade version of this too. It had three huge like machine guns. Like it had like little station machine guns that were like stationary and you used it as this you do the, the side scroller. Yes. Okay. Um but the game itself um, I'll just tell you, I'm not going to, you know, tease it this much this time, but yeah. picture a game that thought, what if in two years from now, because it was supposed to be made in 1994 and it was set in 1996, <laughs> okay. my, my statement is this, is why could you not push it out even just another decade or where they're like, this is set in 1996 when a progressive Maybe. government has come into force and has taken away, uh, banned all forms of music, television, magazines, and video games. Do they expect something um, really big to happen in two? They're like, this is it. This I is a guess. I don't know. I just sense. like it's just it's a real bold take to be like in two years from now we're screwed. So the yeah. New Order Nation took over and they um, uh, had this headmistress Helga, um, who is like the bad uh, guy who basically declared youth war on youth culture, um, and a part of it was there's the beginning where they break into this um, bar where this little-known band called Aerosmith was performing. No big deal. Um, and they were kidnapped, and your duty is to rescue them and bring down NON uh, to free people and allow music, magazines, and video games to be back on. And that is how they came up with the game, Revolution X. What the... Um, Revolution X or Axe? Revolution X, the letter. X. What the I think it was supposed to be like what? Generation X. It was supposed to be like Generation X, I think, but... So, anyways, uh, this okay. this show this game I was a it was a great I enjoyed it it was a great side scrolling game it was a lot of shooting and stuff I'm sure there were many ones that were made much better, um, but Maybe. I uh, I didn't uh, I didn't know any better so I played the shit out of this game, <laughs> and basically so you're you're side scrolling you have this machine gun um, as your main weapon and you're shooting it's basically they shoot like these like green like whatever color whatever whichever player you are choose a different mm-hmm. color like just balls like pellets. Like machine guns, you're shooting enemies. Um, a lot of times you're riding in cars, scrolling down through the desert and stuff. It's all these different sceneries, but um, it was a it was an interesting game. <laughs> there was a lot of, um, basically the beginning of the game, I know, they play these little miniature sound clips of Aerosmith songs. Nope. And I remember the beginning of the game, like when you turn it on, like and you haven't even started yet, it's like it'll just be like, eat the rest. There's only one thing to get good for, eat the rest. Take one bite now, come back for more. And then that's it. They just put play that on repeat constantly. And that is one of the criticisms of this game was that they, <laughs> that they just, just had bad audio, very short, bad clips, and that the player, the characters and everything like that were indis- had indistinguishable voices and terrible graphics. 
Um, so yeah, wow. it received a 4.8 out of 10 stars, um, a 1 out of 10 um, from IGN. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, you know why it was so uh, bad? Because Aerosmith. Yeah, and I honestly, Aerosmith, I'm not a fan of Aerosmith. Deserved, no, we we never deserved Aerosmith. We don't. We like we the the world has done a lot of bad things. Never yeah. bad enough to deserve Aerosmith. Yeah. So maybe not um, even Guns and Roses. Yeah, evidently it came out for PlayStation, and I think that's the where they got it. The one out of ten for SNES, oh. it was better because I think SNES like they weren't expecting as much from it. I guess. Yeah. So I don't know when it came out for PlayStation. Jeez, I never owned PlayStation systems. Two thousand and six. So it was like, yeah. you know what? We need to bring back. <laughs> Let's bring it back. Not, <laughs> They're like, not remastered, the 19- just the exact same. <laughs> in the year 1996. She's like, it's 10 years later, dog. What are you talking about? <laughs> also, Aerosmith. Why? Yeah. What an irrelevant band at this point. Um, yeah. Oh, my uh, so, so anyway, so they're, yeah, you have to travel these different places. Um, basically, you're going through like the Middle East, the Amazon jungle, Pacific Rim. Sure. It's literally just sure. like, what are different What are different background settings where you can shoot guns at bad guys? <laughs> Like, literally, the big thing, though, Lisa, the big okay, thing, Lisa, was that in lieu, you'd have your main attack, which was just your machine gun. In okay. lieu of, um, in lieu of just a normal, like, cool secondary weapon, like, you're like, oh, I shoot a bomb or I throw a grenade. Oh, no. You shoot laser discs. Oh, okay. Laser, laser, <laughs> di- the hot, so hot laser discs, which is stands the test of time. Um, served as your ultimate secondary weapon, which was like you just threw these. It's like, whoosh, 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 and you threw these laser discs, and they exploded and hurt get bad guys, I guess. Um, of sure. So, anyways, you also find various hostages that are like various like other rock bands, teens, and stuff like that that you're rescuing throughout the game. Uh, t- like I'm reading this, I'm like, I don't know. Like I said, compared to another game of the exact same type, there's no reason that anyone would play this. Like it was no. worse than so many games, but like yes. the premise is just. It's just so bonkers. It's just that you're trying to save Aerosmith. Because no, that's gonna don't. that's gonna put things right. It's when you save Aerosmith. Like if they banned everything, like Aerosmith is only one of like millions of bands, you know, thousands and thousands of bands that yeah. have been banned. And yet we're like we're like we don't care about them. We're only here for Aerosmith. Also, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, we don't we don't let let them go. He he's got Stephen Tyler's got a weird thing with Liv Tyler, his daughter. I don't let it go. Oh really? Let the night. Uh, oh, well, no, I mean, no. no, not really. But like, there was the weird dynamic between him being like, "I'm going to put my daughter in my music video." Also, I'm going to make her wicked sexy. Oh yeah, that every, is a weird thing. Yeah, there's some commer- I've like seen that. like local commercials in the past where where parents have done that with their kids, and it's like real weird. I'm like, oh, she's like 13. Like this is this is so messed no. up. That, oh, that ain't yeah. right. I love local commercials, so, though. They're always trash yeah, cans, like dumpster yeah. fires. Going to different places and watching them is always great. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so like I said, this was a pretty short one. I just wanted to talk about this game because it had such a dominant place in my head. And, uh, and like, me and my little brother and, like, my cousins and stuff played this all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and my little brother actually commented. He said, I, was, I had the uh, NES, SNES Classic. And he's like, I was like, did you play this much? Because he was like six years younger than me. And he's like, yeah. He's like, because we, he and I shared a room um, for quite a while. And yeah. uh, when we were in that room as kids, we had the SNES in that room because the N64 was in the family room downstairs. And so he was always up in there because he could never play down there because one of the older brothers was always playing the N64 on that main yeah. TV. And so he played the Super Nintendo a lot up there. So that was an interesting memory to, to pull back to, too. So. 
Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that is my game, Revolution X. You're welcome. Now you have that memory in your head. Don't want it. Can't erase it. <laughs> Thanks, so, Aerosmith. You did it again. So. Um, well, that's a wrap on episode, what is this, 12? 12. Episode yeah. 12. So yeah. hopefully the audio was a little better this week. I did get a new headset. Um, I, we didn't mention it earlier, so hopefully uh, that came through a little bit clearer. So. Yeah, um, and thanks for the feedback on, like, yeah, it was my first time doing audio editing in Audacity since we were having to merge our audio clips. It was a little quiet mm-hmm. last, last week. Guess what? I'm going to be so up in your shit this week. You're going to be <laughs> annoyed. You're going to, like, you're going to lose your eardrums. Cause yeah, because we need you. We obviously need to make sure that you get every last drop of that great sound quality of us singing for sure. earlier. Yeah. If, you don't, if you don't hear us poorly rapping Pardon Me at you, then how mm-hmm. did you even have a week? You didn't. Yeah. So no, you're going to um, be telling every all your friends about it. For sure. So, all right. Well, that's a wrap on episode 12. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at 90s Court, Instagram at 90s.court. Shoot us an email, 90scourt at gmail.com. And then also rate and review us if you don't mind. That would, I, uh, you know, we would love that. We don't have any birthdays. Wait, when's your birthday? No, your birthday is also July. My birthday's in July. So, yeah, yeah we, right. it's, we're, we're both, both July. Babies. So, yeah, so we can't um, be like, it's my birthday month because you know that it already was. Um, because I really like, I like using that excuse to be like, it's my birthday month. I get to do Blake. <laughs> so, whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, I have to wait a whole like nine months for that to happen again. Damn it. But um, anyway, yeah, rate and review us if you don't mind. Give us a shot, yeah. you know, on iTunes. We love those or, reviews. And, so and we do have, we did, Lisa did buy um, a while ago. She got some stickers. Um, they are oh, these yeah. really cool. Um, are they like three by three? They're pretty big. They're, they're pretty decent three, yeah. size. Three by three stickers, um, 90s court stickers of basically the logo of the show. Um, mm-hmm. She sent me some with an adorable note. You might have seen it. I posted it on Twitter and Facebook and IG because I was so in love with the note she wrote for me. Um, <laughs> and she sent lady. me a whole bunch of them. So, um, so yeah. So if you guys ever, um, you know, rate, rate, review and subscribe or anything like that and want to just shoot us something, if you wanted a sticker or something like that, we'd love that. Um, yeah. You know, we, we might have some contests or things like that out there for them as well in the future. So sure. Maybe it's um, the shirts. It, Who knows? Shit. We're going to go yeah. all out on that merch. We're going to go crazy on that merch life. So, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, if you guys ever have anything you want to suggest or any cool uh, uh, thoughts on the, on the episodes, we'd love to hear from you. So we'd love to hear from you anytime this week. So yeah. Um, anything else you wanted to add, Lisa? No, man, you guys have a, have a good week. We'll see you That's on the flip flip. Stay Adios. radical. Cowabunga Bye. dudes. Bye.